Hello and welcome to the Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and creators of the Fit Over 40 method. And together with our world-class coaching team, we've helped more than 6,000 women over 40 to fit back into all their favourite clothes over the past decade. For more information about what we do, go to www.fit40info.com. So in today's episode, we're going to reveal the best alcoholic drinks for menopause weight loss. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's episode. One of the most common questions we get asked about how to lose weight over 40 and around the menopause is, can I drink alcohol and still lose weight around menopause? We've worked with so many women in their 40s and 50s who felt totally stuck because they didn't know what drinks to have while socializing and still see good results in the mirror. So they were stuck in this position where they could either A, not socialize with their friends because there was too much peer pressure to drink, or B, just give in, drink all the wrong things, and then see their weight creeping up every month, especially around the middle area. And neither of those really work long-term if you want to have a social life. So most of these women basically tried to find a way that they could have the occasional drink but still lose weight. But if you don't know exactly what drinks fit into your nutrition plan and which ones are going to work for you, it's easy to end up having too many calories from alcohol, which can then quickly lead to extra pounds creeping on around the middle, especially for women around menopause in their 40s and 50s who are already dealing with physical and hormonal changes. And if you know, though, which drinks to have and which to avoid. You can enjoy drinking and socializing with your friends, but still get the scales moving, drop a couple of dress sizes and feel amazing in all your clothes in as little as 12 weeks. So in today's podcast, we're going to reveal the best alcoholic drinks to have around menopause if you want to lose weight and tone up. So I think the first thing we need to understand is why we need to worry about alcohol in the first place, both for weight loss and around menopause specifically. So first of all, Alcohol is fairly high in calories, and it's also not remotely filling because it's very low in terms of its nutritional value. And this is an issue because calories basically measure the energy in, in food or drink. And whilst we have talked about before, it, we don't necessarily always absorb all the calories if it's from something really healthy and unprocessed. From alcohol, we're probably going to absorb all those calories. And there's seven calories per gram of alcohol. So it's very calorie dense versus four calories per gram for something like carbs, which a lot of people are worried about, or protein. So it's much more calorie dense. It's very easy to take in all this excess energy that your body can't really do much with and ends up storing it as fat. And because alcohol isn't very filling, people don't generally adjust their food intake to compensate for all the extra calories coming from alcohol. And in fact, often they end up eating more around alcohol um, for a lot of other reasons we're going to come on um, to in a minute. So... The approach we kind of recommend for our clients inside our Fit Over 40 program is, is not necessarily to cut it out entirely forever um, because that's very restrictive. You don't have to give it up forever, but we do recommend you're conscious of it. And for a lot of people, it may mean pulling back a little bit and making some better choices. So we're going to talk about what those are today. But we've talked about the calorie content of the alcohol. That's an issue. So there's a lot of energy in it and it's very easily absorbed by the body. So it's very easy to kind of overconsume it and, and have to store that extra energy as fat. But that's not the only issue with alcohol, right, Ben? There's, there's a lot of other issues as well. Yeah, definitely. And, and one thing that I think most people have experienced is that alcohol can also lead to the munchies. So most people's resolve 
tends to kind of go after the out of the window after a couple of drinks and like the you know the biggest example of this is you come out of a when you're younger maybe you go out partying clubbing whatever you come out of the club and then they always on the same street they've got kebab shop chip shop all of those fast food places because they know that drunk people are going to want to go into those things and have those foods so salty snacks and comfort food become a lot more appealing after a couple of drinks and once the booze kicks in also, it's more difficult to stop and to know when you've had enough. So this means not only are there lots of alcohol calories that you've consumed, but you can also then consume far more additional food either on the same night or on the next day as well. You know, with a hangover, you might have, uh, I remember Rob and I used to go um, quite a few times. There was this cafe, Busy Bees Cafe, I think it's called, on the, mm. on sort of the high street near where we lived at university. And we'd go out on a night out, have a hangover, and we'd go have a massive fry-up breakfast from this place. So it can also lead to over-consuming calories. The, another issue as well, though, another massive issue, is that alcohol can disrupt sleep. So it can feel like you're getting off to sleep easier because um, the alcohol kind of a, it has a, sort of that depressive effect on you. So it kind of relaxes you, can make you a bit more tired. Um, so you'll get to sleep easier, but it will actually cause broken sleep. So you won't go through the, the kind of correct phases of your sleep throughout the night you might wake up multiple times and if you it's not just about getting a good amount of sleep if you don't get quality sleep a lack of quality sleep can disrupt your hunger hormones and then lead to way worse cravings and overeating on the next day again so it's just more additional calories consumed so a study that compared people who are sleeping eight hours a night compared that with people sleeping five hours a night it found that those people sleeping five hours a night typically ate 300 calories more per sitting than those sleeping eight hours a night and if you were to do that it's enough to gain an additional two pounds a week which adds up to almost three stone gained over three months just from alcohol causing lack of sleep causing increased cravings so there's that kind of weight gain issue then caused by lack of sleep but this can also be even worse around menopause in my experience as well. So like alcohol makes all menopause symptoms a lot worse for most people, in fact, for pretty much everyone. So if you suffer from things like hot flushes, disrupted sleep, aches and pains, night sweats, fatigue, all of those are exacerbated by alcohol. It's kind of like a vicious cycle. So it will disrupt your sleep because you've got more hot flushes because you're waking in the night. You've got those night sweats. Then you're tired from the next day. Your body's also tired. You're going to have those aches and pains as well as it's trying to process out these toxins and it can become a bit of a vicious cycle where people are sleeping less and less and less and then try to use the alcohol to have that sedative effect you talked about to try and get off to sleep again, but actually it's making everything worse. And if someone feels worse, they're also way more likely to skip exercise the next day or turn to comfort foods for a pick-me-up. So it's a vicious cycle we really do need to avoid. Yeah, so overall, then it's very difficult to lose weight when consuming too much alcohol on a regular basis. But... We're not saying you have to give up alcohol completely. If you do want to still keep that in, you know, you, you can still see good results. So many of our clients still drink, but they make better choices. So they're able to see amazing results in the mirror, lose one to two stone over 12 weeks. So Rob, let's kind of go through some of the best alcoholic and non-alcoholic alternatives, which could help you see amazing results as well. So we'll cover all of those things. Let's start with the kind of alcohol-free or low-alcohol versions, because this is a it's a booming industry now. It's the fastest growing drinks industry is this low, no alcohol drinks industry. And I think this is a great thing, especially if you are going through menopause, because alcohol is just like pouring petrol on the fire for all of your symptoms and for that weight gain that we want to avoid, that middle age spread. So if, you, if you're interested in beer and cider, I know a lot of the clients we work with are not, but let's just cover that one quickly. Um, a zero calorie Heineken, for example, or 
equivalent zero calorie beer is about 70 calories per bottle as the Heineken is 69. If we compare that to regular Heineken, which is 139, pretty much exactly half. So either you can have twice as much for that one regular beer, or you can have one and you've had half as many calories. And these really add up. Another example is Brewdog do um, one called Nanny State, which is 20 calories. So it's a low alcohol versus a, a no alcohol, which will be much better for, um, again, menopause symptom flare up and also much better for, for managing weight. Whereas the full calorie can of Punk IPA, so their like full alcohol version is 158 calories. So that is many, many times less, um, you know, eight times less calories in that. So you could have eight of those to one of the Punk IPA. So there's all these great options. Then I think there's one called Freels, which is a low alcohol cider as well, which again is about half the calories of the bigger can, of a bigger can, of the same size can, sorry, of full alcohol cider. So again, you can half your calories just by going from the zero alcohol version. And then when it comes to gin, so I'm a big gin lover, there's things like Seedlip who do a, um, a no alcohol um, gin alternative it's like a, uh, a botanical drink which I, I like not everyone likes it but if you like it that's great because it's 0.2 calories per serving versus 123 for a double shot of gin even without the tonic so again you're basically consuming no calories so you're not going to have any effect on weight gain by having that seed lip whereas if you have that double gin and tonic you're going to have to either cut back on food or um, or, or take the hit of the weight gain um, from all of those extra calories and there's lots of other good ones as well. Gordon's do a, um, a, low, a low alcohol gin that's 24 calories for a double shot. Or Cotswold's gin do this thing called a gin essence, which I know a lot of our clients really like, which is like a little pipette, which is distilled down to be a stronger flavor. So if you put one pipette in, it's 13 calories, but it tastes the same as gin and it's 90% less alcohol. So you're not going to get that grogginess. You're not going to have that tiredness the next day and not underperforming at work or struggling to get your work done because your, your head's all fuzzy from the drink. You're also not going to have the hot flushes in your sleep. You're not going to have your sleep broken. So there's loads of benefits to having these options. So those are the gin and the beer inside options. What other good alcohol-free or non-alcohol drinks are out there, Ben? So the, the next one is, this has been my go-to, which is flavoured soda water. So... Uh, previously, you know, it used to be limited to just kind of a lime and soda, which is about 53 calories for a medium glass, mostly coming from the lime cordial. That's my like go to. If I'm out anywhere, I pretty much always order a lime and soda. Um, I think the first time I had it was actually I was with you, Rob. Me and you were somewhere doing some planning or having a meeting or something. You ordered a lime and soda. I thought I'll have one of those as well. And I was like, actually, this is really good. So I, I go for a lime and soda. Yeah, I remember you got hooked. Yeah. <laughs> you were hooked ever since. Been hooked since then. But I mean, Fever Tree also do a different, whole different range of soda water. So they've got Italian blood orange soda, which is 20 calories per 100 mil. So about 50 calories per drink versus like about 195 calories for the same size Aperol Spritz. So it's kind of a, um, you know, an alternative to that. There's lots of other nice flavors though, like raspberry and rose soda, Mexican lime soda, white grape and apricot soda. And the good thing about these is they're all kind of like a stealth drink as well. Like people, they see you drinking it. They don't quite know what it is. It looks a bit like a cocktail, a bit like a G&T. Um, so, you know, you can be drinking it. It's not really going to, no one's going to bat an eyelid. So if you're ever worried about that sort of peer pressure aspect or what other people are going to think if you're not drinking alcohol, it's a really good way to get around that. There's also um, non-alcoholic wines you can get as well. So 
There's one called an Ebony Vale Alcohol-Free Chardonnay, which is 67 calories for a large glass versus 216 calories for a large glass of regular alcoholic Chardonnay. There's a Frexinet, Free free Exinet. <laughs> I don't know. I'm completely... Uh, yeah, I say Frexinet, but I don't really know how you we'll say it. We'll say Frexinet. I like the sound of that. 0.0% alcohol-free sparkling wine. So that's 31 calories per serving versus 86 calories for Prosecco. Um, and all of these options, they're much lower in calories and they also are not going to, the, the big benefits, they're not going to disrupt your sleep, they're not going to disrupt your hormones, they're not going to lead to those cravings, meaning that you'll have way more energy and then you'll also find it way more easier to lose weight. But Rob, so, so that's kind of the, the non-alcoholic options, but what would you say are the best alcoholic choices if you do still want to have an alcoholic drink what's going to be the best thing to have yeah so there's a lot of options here as well that are a lot better and a lot of people i like the clients i speak to are kind of shocked when they hear the difference between some of these choices that they may not even mind making they may not they go i just got that one because my friend got that but actually i didn't mind the alternative that would have saved me 150 calories per drink so an example of this is like a single gin and tonic with a diet tonic which is my go-to um which it also works for a single vodka, uh, vodka or whiskey, not vodka, um, with like a diet drink, so diet lemonade, diet Coke. These are about 50 to 60 calories, which is very low, whereas a large glass of wine is about 200 to 215, depending on how strong the wine is. So you can have three or four of these single spirit mixer drinks for one glass of wine. So that person, I could have two of my single gin tonic with diet tonic and be... 100 calories less than that person who's having that glass of wine just from that one change which is significant that could mean you get to eat a little bit more food or you get to see a bit more weight loss or maintain your weight when you would have been steadily gaining it on the wine so i know that's that's kind of like a spirit and mixer option which i would use a lot but i know some people really do just love wine so what can they do ben if they really want to still enjoy wine um, but see better results around menopause so a really good option here i mean the, the one of the biggest problems with wine is it comes in such a large uh, bottle and it goes off quickly so once you've opened a bottle of wine um, you know usually you're going to be then consuming that wine in that day or over the next few days uh, at the very most so once you're open it's kind of hard to stop so a good kind of option for this is to have a smaller bottle of wine so that you may have seen the supermarket you get these kind of mini bottles so you get like a mini Malbec bottle which is about 187 milliliters so it's one medium glass in a bottle so the whole bottle is just one glass and then that's 130 calories for that glass and then you don't have the option of one drink becoming two or becoming three because for example you know if, if you open a whole bottle of wine and you end up getting through the whole bottle of wine yourself it's about 600 700 calories which is significant or if you share the bottle between two it's 300 to 350 calories which again is quite a lot more uh, so another option in the in the mini bottles of wine would be a mini prosecco so it's a 200 milliliter bottle, which gives you two glasses worth. So you get two glasses of Prosecco, um, which is then 134 calories. So Prosecco generally, is, it's probably it's quite a good choice just because it comes in such a small glass. So each portion of it or each drink that you have is quite a small drink. So therefore, each glass doesn't contain that many calories. Yeah, so those are some really great wine options if you want to go for it. If it's really difficult to have that small bottle, let's say friends are sharing a bottle of wine, my personal approach, if, if I'm trying to like lose weight, be healthy or feel great the next day is just to opt out of the wine and say, like, I don't feel like wine tonight. I'm going to have stay on the gin and tonics because then you can control your pace and you don't end up um, getting dragged into them topping you up and topping you up. And before you know it, 
you haven't even realized you've had three large glasses, which is 600 odd calories, which is the same as another meal on top of the meal you've already probably had, plus all the lack of sleep, plus all the lowered inhibitions, which can then easily ruin your weight loss for that day, if not the next few days, just from that wine being topped up and topped up and topped up. It's also worth considering the color of that drink. So the darker a drink, darker drinks tend to have more congeners in them, which are kind of like tannins and other substances, which are kind of a result of the fermentation process, which is thought to stimulate the body to release stress hormones. And we've talked about stress hormones before and how they can really put the brakes on menopause weight loss. They'll also make your hangover a lot worse. So that's something we really want to avoid. So like that red wine, I personally get a terrible hangover from red wine. Um, it's because of those congeners in it. So it's those darker drinks. So if you can at least have lighter drinks, like Ben said, Prosecco is a great choice. Um, obviously white wine or rosé is a step in the right direction, but if you can even move on to Prosecco, it can save you a lot of calories and give you make you feel better the next day. So all of these options we talked about today, whether you go for the alcoholic options or the non-alcoholic options, will help keep the calories down and help manage your menopause symptoms, meaning you can still enjoy a drink, but without putting the brakes on your weight loss or leading to load of weight gain. And we've got tons of clients who have achieved this. Um, we've got a great example here from Sarah. So Ben, why don't you share um, with the listeners what um, Sarah was able to achieve by changing her, her drink choices? So Sarah said, she said, I'm 44 years old, the mother of two, a girl and a boy who are 10 and 12, and I work full time in the insurance industry. Despite living quite an active life, over the past few years, I found I was relying hugely on alcohol and food for comfort. I felt out of control and didn't really feel I was enjoying my life and covered that by covered that over by drinking pretty much every night and not feeling good the next day. I was able to forget it all by eating and drinking, but then in Christmas of 2019, it hit me. My stepfather had recently got diagnosed with lymphoma and I realised I wasn't actually there for my family. I was drinking to forget it all, but I had a couple of terrible hangovers, which is not something that I ever really suffered. And then I started to realize, actually, it's affecting my job. It's affecting my family. It's affecting all my relationships. And on top of that, it was making me very overweight. I realized, crikey, Sarah, this is not how you want to be. And this is not the person you are. So I wanted to find a way to sort that out, really, and look and took a bit of ownership in that. Previously, I'd tried Weight Watchers. I'd done the Dukan diet. I'd done the GI diet. I've tried all sorts, but really never became consistent and maintained where I was. Since joining your program, I've completely transformed into somebody who owns who I am. I love who I am. I've taken ownership of my life. I'm only five foot one and a half when I started. I was 11 stone, three and a half pounds. I was a size 14, but probably 16. I was buying bigger dresses for work to feel comfortable, and I wasn't very comfortable in my clothes at all. They were bursting at the seams, and my cupboards had every size of clothes from all the different sizes I've been. Now I'm generally buying a size eight. I haven't dared to buy anything less because it just seems silly, but I'm eight stone now, which I would never have thought, which I never would have thought I would have been. I feel comfortable in my skin. I love my body. I feel strong and fit. It's had a big effect on my children. They're very engaged with what I do. They're very proud of me. And doing this does encourage good behaviors. It does make them realize that it's not easy and it takes effort, but that effort is worthwhile. I feel really healthy. I feel really strong. I love that I can do press ups. I go to bed at a decent time now. I sleep well and I haven't had an alcoholic drink since January 2020 and all of my friends would say to you they cannot believe it and a lot of people keep asking when are you having your next drink and I was like I don't think about it anymore I really don't. Amazing so that's just an example of someone who chose to stop completely we have lots of examples of people as well who have moderated it and still seen great results but it just goes to show like Sarah's really busy she works full-time she's perimenopausal she's got kids and yet she was able to see those results dropping from a size 14 to a size eight and this this is over about a period of a year's time um 
just by changing some simple things like her, her food choices and her drinks choices. And she also changed from doing cardio to um, strength training, which is a topic for another day. So if you want to find out more about the plan Sarah followed and thousands of other women who've lost one to two stone and one to two dress sizes in 12 weeks or less, even around menopause, Ben, where can people go for more info? So to find out more info about the program and about the approach that Sarah followed, just head to www.fit40info.com and you can get all of the information on that page. So that just about wraps up for today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you next week for another episode and we'll see you then. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the Trinity Podcast.